Hello, this is a special podcast report of the November 27th, uh, 2019 town hall meeting last week. Uh, These will be the questions that were submitted in advance then with the village answers. So the first question, apparently the village of Alert Bay inherited a building lot when Henry Shearer passed away. Do we village taxpayers own the lot? (coughs) If so, what plans are there for its use? Is it for sale? How will it be sold? How much do village taxpayers pay in taxes, sewer, etc. annually for this lot? The answer, yes, the village inherited property from Mr. Shearer's estate. Municipally owned property is exempt from taxes and it's a bare lot with no services, so there is no charge for water, sewer, or garbage. There are currently no plans for the property. I would like to know, this is a question, how the bylaw advisory group members were appointed. It seems the group is the current mayor, current councillors, several of them, ex-mayors and one retired village of Alert Bay employee. There are no business owners or homeowners that have not been politically or employed by the Village of Alert Bay representing the advisory group. Also, out of 100 Village of Alert Bay residents that signed a petition to currently change RB bylaws, none were appointed to the bylaw advisory group. Could you please explain how this group was appointed? The answer from the mayor. I looked at potential candidates and reviewed them. I appointed the group of Councillor Lizanne Granger, Councillor Sandy McGregor, former Mayor Michael Berry, former Mayor Village Clerk John Roll, former PW Foreman Wayne Gauthier, and myself to be on the advisory group. The group will make recommendations to Council, but Council is a body that ultimately oversees the formal reading. Any required public hearing for input or ultimately adoption of new or amended bylaws or potentially the repeal of a bylaw will be held. Question, who is the approving officer that will be taking responsibility for the Eplon sewer costs? Answer, the approving officer for the village is appointed under section 77 of the Land Title Act. The approving officer does not, does the review of subdivision applications as per the Land Title Act and would provide approval or withhold approval in accordance with the Act. We do not believe that the sewer line project on Poplar requires the approval of the approval officer as it is not a subdivision. As for the cost of the project, Council adopted the five-year financial plan, including the 2019 budget. When the overall cost became known by way of the successful bid of upland contracting, Council approved by resolution the allocation of the new funds for this project. Question, many residents as well as I would like to know the costs associated with running the campground. Could you please inform us at the public meeting all costs including grounds maintenance, road upkeep, infrastructure costs, wages to seasonal employees, accounting costs, etc. spent annually. Also, the amount collected by campground users for the past three years. Second part of the question, would the Village of Alert be open to lease the campground to an independent contractor? Thanks for your attention and consideration. Answer, the costs and income for the past three years are as follows. 2017, revenue was $7,573. The expenses was 5943 Profit of 1630 2018, the revenue was 8201 Expenses were 8260 which was a loss of 5876 In 2019, the revenue was 9839 The expense was 7240 with a profit of $2,598.
I am glad the council has decided, this is another question, to review the bylaws of the village. In particular, I'm supportive of a more relaxed attitude to the use of temporary structures like good quality recreational vehicles. Will the bylaw advisory group be soliciting specific feedback from citizens before issuing its final report? Answer, the bylaw advisory group will be presenting to council in the form of recommendations, submissions to the council that pertain to the bylaws can be made in writing through the mayor or the C, uh, chief exec, uh, administrative officer. From there, this information will be provided through the advisory group. The advisory group meetings are not open to the public. The amendments to the official community plan and the zoning bylaws are required to have a public consultation process, and the public will be able to pro provide uh, information prior to adoption or amendment. Question, with respect to tonight's town hall, Will Council be publishing its responses in the next issue of the banter? Um, answer, the meetings of the Town Hall will provide it, uh, out of the December 9th regular meeting, and Councillor Hill, that's me, has decided to provide a podcast of the unofficial minutes. Question, do we have a housing crisis in Alert Bay? If so, how do we measure this? Do we have stats on folks who wish to buy but can't, wish to rent but can't, must leave for some inadequacy in existing facilities or housing? Answer. The regional district of Mount Waddington has taken the lead on a housing report for the region, including the municipalities within. Um, this, this project is still ongoing. A request for proposal has gone out. We await word on successful bidder who would oversee the building of this report. The long-term rental accommodation is one market that is problematic, as Airbnb have cut into this form of housing. Council is also looking at year-round use of the campground, potentially free up funds to develop additional space at the mobile home park. Question. As a university graduate with plenty of experience writing exams, even I felt intimidated by the owner-builder authorization test administered by BC Housing. There's no manual to study. One is given a list of topic areas, but no specific manual to study as you would have if you were working toward a driver's license, for example. It's up to the individual to research the specific tested topics. I did pass the test, but frankly, I was not confident of success until the results were announced. Question. To help potential owner builders, would the village consider sponsoring an exam prep course administered by North Island College? Currently, some private companies offer unregulated training for fees that approach $1,000. Answer. Council would look at how the village could support the training so that applicants could improve chances of success. This might come in the form of liaising with the North Island College on training on the island. Council will consider writing a letter to ensure there is support available. And uh, that's something that will come up at the next meeting that uh, I, I agree with. Um, I disagree with this whole project program, but, um, you know, I, I will be writing that letter, I hope. Question, will the village consider surveying visitors, realtors, and contractors to gauge the degree to which the obstacles of the 2016 changes to Homeowner Protection Act are discouraging new house construction on Alert Bay? Answer, council has not surveyed or sought out information on the degree or obstacles surrounding this. Uh, the, this is provincial legislation with the intent of improving the quality of residential construction and strengthening consumer protection for buyers of new homes. Question, can we get speed signage on Main Street downtown from ferry terminal to pass in time? There are no sidewalks and vehicles are going too fast. I've witnessed a cat, dog, and vehicle accident in front of the Bayside in the past few months. 
Answer, Council has tried to avoid putting up too many signs. Council would certainly take this matter under consideration in conjunction with an ICBC grant program. We purchased a speed monitoring sign that displays the speeds of traffic. This village has put this, uh, this device out at various times. Question, what efforts are being made to allow golf cart use? We need green alternatives and this would provide access for older people. Um, I spoke to this at the meeting, Councillor Hill here. Um, yes, we have an ongoing, we're contacting Numgus, First Nation, and also the Mount Waddington, who um, we share the island with, um, to make sure that they're on board. Uh, this issue will come up at the next council meeting. I will be seeking the uh, council, mayor and council's approval for proceeding with this idea, and it should be um, easy to accomplish. Um, I've been looking at Chase, B.C. is a town that has um, uh, it's been designated as a golf cart community, and I hope to do the same for, for Alert Bay. Question, what's the possibility of leasing the campsite to someone in the community who would keep it clean, safe, do upgrades, and general maintenance? Answer, the question about an individual leasing the campsite has been asked by another individual. The financial information was provided. Council would want assurances on cleanliness, safety, and maintenance components to protect village interest before entering into any agreement which may infer transferring responsibility on a, a village asset. Question, what's being done with the ham radio equipment? And why are we not investing in it as emergency backup system in Alert Bay? Answer, the village of Alert Bay is one of the partners in the Cormorant Island Emergency Preparedness Program. This group, which has involvement of staff from both Namgus and Village, own a sat phone and ham radios as well. Question, what's Alert Bay's protocol for tsunami, earthquake, or natural disaster? Answer, the Cormorant Island Emergency Preparedness Program oversees the protocol for these events. There is an evacuation plan in place, which includes evacuation centers that people can go to, Alert Bay Elementary. Additionally, there's a notification system so that advance notice can be provided by text and email. And we also have the sirens in place to broadcast warnings and instructions for the residents. Question, what is Alert Bay's vision for sustainability and diversity? What is our strategy for reducing our dependence on outside off-island help? Answer, Alert Bay. On to the second recording here. Question, <clears throat> can we get a dog poo bag dispenser placed strategically around Alert Bay? For example, at the head of the trail at the campsite, downtown boardwalk near the ferry, or near the government dock? Answer, council will investigate this further. Question, apparently the village of Alert Bay owns the foreshore lease across from the Orca Inn. What are the costs to the village taxpayers to hold this lease? What are the plans for this lease? The infrastructure includes a concrete stairway, which is very unsafe. Its crumbling concrete creates a hazard, which could bring, in my view, lawsuits from injury by using such an unstable stairway. At the very least, signage must be placed instructing users to do so at their own risk. A better option would be to repair and upgrade the stairway, especially if the village members think it's in our best interest to remain in control of this foreshore. I suggest selling this foreshore to anyone willing to upgrade the area, make it safe for visitors and community members unless there's a plan in place to enhance its safety and usability at a cost agreeable, agreeable, agreeable to our dwindling number of taxpayers. Answer, yes, the village does own this foreshore lease. We're continuing the research on the lease fee 
this has come up at previous strategic planning meetings. There are no plans currently. There will be ongoing consultation on this subject. Question, has Council looked at actions to limit people feeding the birds? The balance is out of whack and the birds should be scavenging, but they become dependent on humans. Answer, Council is aware of this issue and will investigate possible solutions. There were then questions from the floor, and here is a summary of those questions. Question, regarding a previous tree cutting permit, can you explain how a $10 permit costs the village $400,000? Can you ensure us that an approving officer would not let this happen again? Two years of drainage problem on Poplar Street with clear cutting done years ago. Are they doing drainage or are they doing just sewer on this project? Answer, CAO Lyle McNish is the approving officer and it is a sewer line cost. CAO and Public Works foreman spoke to Uplands on Monday and discussed the water problem. Question, is drainage part of the contract? Answer, we're looking at ways to mitigate water runoff at the same time, including different culverts and ditches. Public works foreman is away sick and would have been able to discuss this further. New culverts came with a load of pipe. These culverts are being replaced at the same time that the sewer line is done. Many of them of these old culverts are blocked and rusted out. These will be replaced. Question, is drainage a part of the contract? Can we provide assurance? Answer, no. Without the contract right in front of me, I cannot provide that assurance. This is from the chief administrative officer. Question, regarding drainage, there have been numerous meetings with respect to people living at the bottom of the hill. We are concerned council has ne neglected the drainage. People logging on top of the hill have critical consequences to people uh, down below. Some are feeling contempt as issues are not being resolved and we are having negative consequences. This has been dragging on for years with no action. A citizen had a slide on this property. When you cut down the trees, you have a problem. Our level anxiety increases. It doesn't feel comfortable when you live at the bottom of the hill. Mayor, if we could fix it tomorrow, this is the mayor answering, we would. We know that there are issues and concerns. The CAO will investigate specifics tomorrow and go over the contract with the engineer. Council and village is really attempting to make people feel comfortable that the contract is enforced and done properly. January 20th is the expected completion date. Question, do they have liability insurance? Answer, yes, they would have had to provide a performance bond. Question, how can we stop this from happening in the future? The repercussions of tree cutting in the future. Do we have a bylaw officer? Answer, we are currently looking to uh, share a bylaw officer with Port McNeil and Port Hardy. Burn permits, tree cutting permits, the province has legislation to deal with how many municipalities, how municipalities should act. The community charter says municipalities need usage and zoning rules. Tree cutting permits are brought before council to decide. Question, what's wrong with cutting a poplar or alder on flat land on your own property? Why does the village have to make that decision? Answer, sometimes cutting on flat land is just as harmful. Regarding the slide where the buses used to be, a geotech looked at that years ago. The property had been clear-cut numerous times. There was a block culvert and more rain. A tree fell, which held back water. When it dislodged, that's when the slide started. Question. Was Mr. XXX, not named, fined for clearing a whole lot? Answer. No. Mr. XX stated that it was not a whole lot full of trees that were taken down. Question. Why does a tree-cutting permit cost money? 
Answer, we are getting more rain. We must pay attention to tree cutting permits. So the principal costs include administrative time, time to process the paperwork, public works foreman and council's time, just to advise. The current cost is actually less than it should be. Question, are there fines for permits for tree cutting and fires? Answer, yes, from an audience member. 345 for fire and 1,000 for trees. Question, the advisory committee, why does it have to have council members? Answer, they needed bylaw experience, which makes the process easier. Names were suggested and put forward. The mayor decided who would be on the committee. Some people who were asked um, said that they would not uh, be members. Question, who changes bylaws? Answer, the municipality, the um, official community plan change requires public input, and there is a hearing process. At that time, the public can communicate their concerns and hear arguments for or against. Notices are provided to citizens on the minutes of council meetings for up to the third and final reading. Other bylaws don't necessarily require a public hearing. Question. Regarding drainage at 160 Alder, there are no trees due to the adjoining airport. Water still flows into Mrs. X's yard from the runway. I've been asking for a moat to be dug around the property. Answer. We will discuss with Public Works. Question. RVs and fifth wheels on properties with the rigidity of the bylaw, it runs against the interest of the individual. We need an amendment to the bylaw. Permit process subject to review. Does it have water or sewer or hydro? Answer, we are looking into a temporary use permit for a two-year period, which may be extended for three years if construction has started. Question, people are willing to invest here and build a home. Incidents with people, i.e. a cease and desist letter, after buying a new RV prior to building a residence, this person finally sold out and moved away. We need to be more flexible, perceptive, and welcoming to people that are willing to invest here. Tiny home movement is viable here? Too many rules and regulations? Answer. We are looking at the possibilities of carriage and lane houses, converted garages, secondary dwellings, or expanding the campground to accommodate people. House prices are affected by nice houses with a dilapidated fifth wheel next door. RVs were prohibited on properties in the 2014 official community plan. Things have changed with housing shortages, and there may be a need for change and that's the bylaw advisory committee. Other communities are looking into a process as well. These could be temporary in nature to allow and adapt to changing times. Taxing is also a part of the issue. RVs are not taxed as an improvement as a house would be, and they can be moved tomorrow. Airbnbs are also part of the problem. They have limited the rentals in our community. People are being evicted as their rentals are being converted into Airbnbs. Question. Concerns about unlicensed cabs. So, 40K Taxi can keep her business going. She's paying a legitimate tax in, a taxi insurance premium and has a uh, 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 business license from the village of Alert Bay. Does this issue fall under the RCMP or ICBC? Answer. They would not be properly insured, these other people that are providing the service. Could they be ID'd to us? Refer them to the Passenger Transportation Board. What are other communities doing in that situation? Do we need proof to the RCMP, plate information? And with that question, the the meeting was adjourned uh, at 8.30, so we had a meeting about an hour and a half in length, and um, you know, most feedback was that it was uh, an excellent meeting. 
and we look forward to the next town hall meeting in the spring. The dates will be announced. Thank you. Thank you.